Listener Production. Why backpackers and good weather help shares in Costa Group surge. And find out why consumers not drinking as much wine has hurt the share market. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's the 25th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, not a good day for the Aussie share market at all, Laura. Unfortunately, we've had the ASX 200 falling by 1.1% or close to it. This was our worst day in two months. We're down for a fourth consecutive day. That hasn't happened all month. And we also haven't been lower in a couple of months as well. So all eyes have been on the US in particular. The debt ceiling negotiations are continuing. They're not going that well. And American lawmakers really need to reach a deal sooner rather than later, or they are potentially going to miss paying around 80 billion US dollars in bills. That's about 120 billion Aussie dollars as we talked about just yesterday. So not great, is it, for the Aussie market today at all? Not great. And that's because we saw most of our sectors posting losses today. Banks and miners were under some real pressure. They did the worst today. So they posted losses of almost 2% across both the sectors. And that heavily weighed on the broader market. As we've talked about previously in this podcast, they make up about half of the ASX 200 together, those two sectors. So when they're falling quite drastically, we'll see the broader market down as well. So we saw miners like the HP and Fortescue, as well as the major banks being the biggest drags today. We had ANZ, NAB, CBA, they all fell by over 2%. Westpac lost 1.5%, pretty substantial losses. Exactly. And in that mining space, we had Fortescue. It hasn't had a worse week all year, but BHP hasn't been lower in six months. So we're seeing some pretty big declines across that whole space. Gold miners included lithium producers as well that have had a pretty good run. Even they come under pressure too. And we saw the iron ore and the gold price falling Mm. last night. That could have contributed to the heavy falls there as well. And we saw retailers, they continued to decline today. Retailers have done quite poorly this whole month. They're Exceptionally the second, poorly. They're the second worst performers at the moment. So the miners are slightly worse at this point, but they're battling it out. It's not kind of this type of race you really want to, no. to win, <laughs> uh, a race to the bottom. But uh, retail stocks have fallen, I guess, maybe because we've had a number of relatively big names warning that sales have started to slow. We had that buy now, pay later regulation coming in early in the week as well, which hasn't helped, you would imagine, because retailers were benefiting from that industry too. That's right. But we did see the buy now, pay later stocks, well, most of them lifting Mm. today. So we saw block up around two and a half percent. So that was pretty, pretty good in that space. It seems that they're bouncing back from the news on Monday. They actually only fell on Monday and then every day block has lifted this week. So that's pretty good. But the tech sector standout, What's going on there? It was a massive standout. So if we if we look at like our whole market today and how it performed as far as sectors go, tech was up 2.4%. The next best was healthcare, which rose by a third of 1%. So it really was tech and then everything else. So an interesting one here. I think there are a couple of things at play. One is that keep in mind that last year, tech did terribly. It fell 34% in 2022. So it has a really long way to to climb to get back to those levels. And secondly, last night, we had very strong profit results from NVIDIA, the graphics card maker for for gamers and also AI processing too. So it released its results 25% higher in one session at one point, hit an all-time high too, and it flagged 
extremely robust demand for AI processes used in data centers in particular. So it reckons it could make something like $7 billion in three months from data centers alone. So that perhaps, you know, filtered through and flowed through to tech around the world, including around Asia and and Australia as well. We actually saw tech stocks being some of the best performers. MP1, Megaport, they were today's best. They lifted around 13%. And also in the healthcare sector, as you mentioned, we had Polynova, they lifted around 7.5% and that would have helped lift the healthcare sector there as well. But if we look at particular stocks, Treasury Wines, they didn't do so well. So they're the owner of brands like Penfolds and Pepper Jack Wines, for those wine drinkers, you might be familiar with it. Do you drink Penfolds? Um, or I wine drink at all? wine on occasion. Actually, mulled wine. Mulled wine? Yeah, in the past um, few weeks. Although, to be honest, my wife tends to drink most of what's there <laughs> by the time I get home. Uh, but yes, that has been one thing that uh, we've been drinking a little bit of. I was quite a red drinker for a stage, but now I've gone back to the whites. Right, okay. Not that I drink very often anyway. Because oh, you're, you're an athlete. I mean, I'm an... <laughs> I am an athlete. Athletes don't drink very much. I, w- I would say I have a glass of wine once a month on average. Once a month? Seriously. Wow. I honestly hardly ever drink. What? It's terrible. Is it, in, is it like a giant glass or is it? <laughs> just a normal, right, normal okay. glass. Oh, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just not for me. Anyway, Treasury Wines, they came yes. out with an update today. So they said its strategy to reshape its wine portfolio and grow its presence in the premium and luxury market has been the focus. They started this strategy back in 2021. And since then, they've seen some margin growth because they've been able to sell their premium wine brands at higher prices. Its commercial wine, however, hasn't been doing so well, and it's been taking a hit to its margins in this segment. The company flagged inflationary pressures, uh, increasing their costs, especially for packaging material, and this, coupled with lower demand for its commercial wine, will likely impact its sales for the full year. So on the back of this, we saw the company falling close to 8%. They were the worst performer today. And they provided ranges of what they consider to be commercial, premium, and luxury Commercial, less than $10, premium, 10 to 30 and luxury, more than 30 Right. Luxury sound... is $30. Wow. Yeah, you just need to spend $30 in your right at, you uh, at the luxury level. But I guess they're the ranges that they've provided in, in this uh, update as well. Living a life of luxury with 30 bucks in your pocket. There you go. And on the flip side... There were some winners. Building material supply Adbri was easily the best on the All Ordinaries Index, 21% higher today. So it held an annual general meeting with investors and it said it's continuing to see strong demand for its key products. So a few here, but it includes cement and lime, which it sells to the mining sector and it expects demand there to remain strong for the rest of the year. And also healthy appetite for concrete that's used for large projects like motorways. So Sydney's M12 motorway, for example. So it won a contract to supply something like 60,000 cubic meters of concrete, which I can't really picture, to be honest. But <laughs> I'm going to think that is a it's lot a of lot. concrete. It's a, it's a lot, lot, of, lot concrete. of concrete. So that seemed to inspire some buying in other building material suppliers like James Hardy and Boral. So they had pretty good days too. Quite normal to see that take place. You know, you might see one company in an industry doing really well with their results. And then you'll see others that might not do exactly the same job, but they can actually still receive some buying support. And I think that's what we saw today. And we saw that a lot with the lithium miners as well, with all those takeovers. And we saw the whole lithium space lifting off the back of that. So that's another example. 
Costa Group was another one we heard from today. So the fresh produce supplier, they hosted their annual general meeting where it gave an update on how the business is going so far this year. They own farms across Australia, as well as having a majority stake in berry farms over in in China and Morocco. The company highlighted that their performance was heavily impacted by bad weather events like La Nina and the COVID pandemic in previous years. So it seems that the worst is now behind them. Weather conditions have picked up, which is positive for their farming. Cost pressures are easing. I know we have still higher cost of living, but it was historical highs during the COVID pandemic. And the Costa CEO mentioned that the company expects a record financial results in its international segment with strong results already shown so far this year in both China and Morocco. So they'll focus on continuing to grow its farms in China. And off the back of this news, they lifted by 7% today. Very strong gain from the group. And also labor shortages were, was an issue for, exactly. for for the group for quite some time, of course, during COVID. Impacted Borders were closed. COVID. Backpackers tend to do a lot of fruit picking, for example, right? Yeah. So they actually mentioned that at their AGM, that the reopening of borders, the fact that backpacker numbers have returned to normal, that has really helped their labor shortage issues that they were really struggling with earlier. Have you gone apple picking or anything? I haven't. I try to grow things in my tiny backyard oh, at, at home. You've never told me this, Stevie. Yep. But usually what happens is Jackie Chan, my cat, <laughs> he not only destroys everything, but he, he does enjoy going to the bathroom there as well. Fertilizer. No, it's not great, actually, <laughs> cat fertilizer. You'd find when you go to Bunnings, you won't find cat fertilizer <laughs> on the shelves there because it's not great for the plants or your health, actually. So, Jackie it. Chan, if you're listening, please stop doing this. Thank you. So, off the back of Jackie Chan fertilizing, we'll call it, your garden, What's ahead tonight over in the US? We have economic growth data for the March quarter, so that'll be one to look out mm-hmm. for. That will be out before market open as well, so that has the whole day to the market to respond to. There'll be plenty of data on manufacturing, on home sales as well. There's nothing really massive tonight that's going to probably move markets with the exception of the debt ceiling negotiations again. <laughs> it's going to get pretty boring because we're probably going to need to talk about it on a daily basis. And each day that we say there's no deal, it could be worse for markets. But there will be Amazon holding an annual meeting with shareholders. And then you've got profit results from uh, for Bed Bath & Beyond and Costco wholesales as well. And then tomorrow in Australia, we have the important one for the week. We have retail sales. That's going to be definitely the highlight of the week in Australia. So the number to look for there will be a small increase in spending of probably 0.3%. So anything larger than that could see the Aussie share market potentially come under pressure in the afternoon. If it's not already under so much pressure from the debt ceiling discussions. Exactly right. So that is going to be one thing to watch very closely. There will be a few stocks trading ex-dividend as well. Yeah, we have CSR, Trading X Dividend tomorrow. Any that's others? That's probably the big ones. I think that's actually it. I think and, that is it. And, and then, then we'll hear from Select Harvest. They'll release their company results. Quite a few annual general meetings too. So Invocare, the cemetery and funeral home operator that recently received a, a takeover offer. And we'll hear from Appen as well. And for those that trade the Hong Kong share market, if there are any out there, it's actually closed tomorrow for a holiday and tomorrow night, we'll get to this a bit more tomorrow, but there will be an important update on inflation. The so big one. Tomorrow's going to be a pretty big day for markets. And then Monday as well. Mm-hmm. 
on that note, everyone, have a great evening and thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.